Hello, movie lovers. Welcome back to another episode of Chatty Sisters, where I talk movies. I'll start with the basics, like who was in it, what it's about, and my review. Then after a short break, we'll go deeper and get into the spoilers. Day eight, and today's movie is All I See Is You. This is a movie that I watched on Amazon Prime, Prime Video, and it came out in 2016. It is a drama, suspenseful, dark, and serious movie. And let me say, I don't think suspenseful should have been what it was. It seems like it's labeled in other places as a psychological thriller. And I think y'all are reaching a bit too much. I Thinking of the movie in that way made the movie not as great to me. So, you know, take that. Let me know what you thought if you saw the movie. But moving on, the MPAA rating for this movie is 16 plus. It has nudity, violence, alcohol use, smoking, foul language, and sexual content. And let me tell you, the sexual content is not really a part of the movie, but it is all throughout the movie. So if you think this is a movie where you can have a quick turn your head moment, this this is not the one. Our director is Mark Forster, and he has done A Man Called Otto and The Kite Runner. He is also our writer for this movie and has written LX40 and Everything Put Together. Our tagline for this movie is An Obsessive Love Story. And I think it's a good title because, I mean... I think it's a good tagline. And it's because this is not the obsessive love story that you would think automatically from from just thinking about it. Sean Conway is our other writer, and he has done Brilliant Love and Hit and Miss. Our main stars of this movie are Blake Lively, who is in Agent Adeline and Gossip Girl. And then we have Jason Clark, who is in Zero Dark Thirty and Mudbound. Our production companies are SC International Pictures, who has done Skin Trade and High Value Target. We have Two Ducks Squared, who did White Bird, A Wonder Story, and World War Z. We have Wing and a Prayer Pictures, who did All Nighter and Bone in the Throat. And lastly, we have Link Entertainment, who did Accident Man and The First Lady. The description of this movie is, a blind woman's relationship with her husband changes when she regains her sight and discovers disturbing details about themselves. Although the last part of the description sounds weird, it makes sense. It totally encompasses the movie and it doesn't give too much away because this is a movie where actually it's kind of hard to give things away because it is almost a matter of interpretation. You can look at this movie in in multiple ways and obviously I'm going to give you my take on the movie. Firstly, I want to say that the places that they were in in this movie were so beautiful. Like, I want to go everywhere they went. This movie takes place in Thailand, which is so cool because the movie taking place in Thailand has nothing to do with the movie. It's just where they live. And I think that's awesome to have them kind of somewhere else. And in the movie, they go to Spain as well. I'm not sure if they're actually in Spain, but that's where they said they were in the movie. And it looks beautiful there. So naturally, I want to visit all of the places too. When I saw the description for this movie, it kind of popped up because I was looking for a movie on Prime and I was like, yeah, I've been watching a lot of Netflix movies lately. Let me switch it up. And this is the movie that came up first. And when I read the description, I was intrigued because it almost seemed like the episode of Family Guy where Brian Dirtbag is dating Uh, the blind woman, and he is pretending that he's doing all of these things for her, but he's really not. He's just taking advantage of the fact that she can't see. So 
I thought it would be something like that, but obviously not so terrible and a little bit more sinister. It is not that kind of movie. There are some things that are different, but it's really like looking at the movie from like looking at her life from her perspective. So it's very cool. It's better than I thought it was going to be. Um, I am going to point out that this is the only film of Mark Forster's that was shot digitally. And although that didn't mean much to me when I watched it, now that I realize how different the film could be, I'm going to pay a bit more attention to that because I think it's pretty cool. Now, the movie. Would I recommend it? Yeah, I think I would because I thought it was a good movie. I I really want to know what other people thought about this movie. It's a movie that makes me want to have a conversation. So that's mostly why I would recommend it. I think I would also watch it twice because I want to understand a bit more of what was going on. There are a lot of things in the movie that seemed not related. And I don't know if it was to add to the suspensefulness or if it had meaning and I just missed it. So when I get to those items in the spoilers, let me know what you thought. Like, did you watch the movie and did you see those things and they were significant to you? Or were you just as confused about the placement of them? The movie I enjoyed because it was like just watching a story unfold. This isn't something that is like so crazy and intense and mysterious in any kind of way. It's just like you're watching these people's lives unfold. You know, it's almost like there's a hidden camera and you're just kind of watching it. So and I really like those kind of movies. Also, there's a song in here that once the movie was over, I was like, yeah, I need this song in my life. And I've been listening to it all day. So, um, yeah, I also love when the music follows me outside of the movie as well, because sometimes you you miss those. But it's like the visuals, the music, you get to see how she sees because she's blind, but she's not, you know, her world isn't dark. She can see some things. she can see like everything is blurry. And so you kind of get a glimpse into her vision as you're watching the movie as well. So I think all of that makes for a really good movie. And yeah, so I'm ready to move on to the spoilers. So this part is a wrap and I will see you there. All right, y'all. After this break, it's time for the after party, AKA spoilers. Hope to see you there. It's spoiler time. So I'm going to start this off by talking about the things that didn't make sense to me. And then I'm going to move on to my regular notes about the movies. So in the movie, it seems like she's only blind in one eye. Well, when she's looking around and doing things, it seems like she's blind in both eyes. But when she's getting the procedure done and when she's putting in the eye drops, it seems like only one eye is affected. That intrigues me because... I wonder why she couldn't see if only one eye was affected and they only had to do the transplant in one eye. Like she only had one eye patch, only one eye was bruised. We never saw anything happen to the other side. So that seemed kind of odd to me. And I don't know a lot about what she dealt with or like what her issue was. 
So maybe that's just ignorance on my part, but that was something that kind of stuck with me and I wasn't too sure about. Also in this movie, she is constantly fantasizing about this massive orgy. And not that I have a problem with that. I just didn't know where it fits. Like, did she feel trapped sexually? And that was one of the things that when she regained her sight, she was, she's looking for more people to be with. Like, is that one of the reasons why her and her man seemed incompatible? Because they were incompatibly sexually. So... Yeah, I wasn't too sure about that. And like now that I'm saying it out loud, I'm like, maybe, maybe in her mind, this is what's happening. Like she's, you know, have all all these men with her and that's what she envisions as she is, uh, you know, as they're doing the do. She is like, yeah, like there's this guy and there's this guy and there's this guy, but there's really only her husband there. And so when she's able to see him, then you can... Now she's focused on the fact that, yes, it is one person. It's not multiple people. So, I mean, I guess that's a possibility. We have her brother-in-law, Ramon, painting himself red. And honestly, I love this scene and the scene that's after this, but I just didn't understand it. Like, is he a painter? Is this sculpture that he's painting a sculpture that he did? Why is he naked and rubbing red paint all over himself? Is this just his thing? But also, if that is his thing, why are we watching it? There's no point of it that intersects with the rest of the movie because when he shows up in the dress and like, you know, teasing the girls or whatever, he is not as red as he was when he was doing the painting. So clearly he had cleaned himself up a bit. So it just made me wonder about that. There is a dead carcass off the side of the road that Luca finds. Luca is the nephew. And they made it seem like there was some symbolism there. Like they kind of zoomed in on it and like focused on the fact that there were like maggots and flies around it. And, you know, you can say that it has to do with her parents, you know, like their their accident happening in that tunnel. But I don't know if that's necessarily the case. It almost made it seem like there was something else going on. Um but we, you know, we never got any sense that there was something else going on. So it ended up being something that seemed like it wasn't a part of the movie. Uh, we have Gina freezing the bird. There was a bird that ran into the window. She picked it up. She froze it. And, you know, talked about how her and her sister used to keep the feathers, but she never did anything with it. She just left it in the freezer. And it's like, at this point in the movie, the relationship between Gina and James were was really strained. And James was like just not understanding who Gina was anymore. And I don't know if like that was her way of continuing to do that or if this is just something he never knew about her because, you know, she wasn't able to see. So obviously she wasn't picking up dead birds back then. So she's doing it now because this is something that she used to do. And something that freaks him out and that he doesn't like and that you know something that adds to the fact that he wants her to not be able to see anymore so yeah and this is why I like talking things out because when I'm thinking out loud and I'm talking to you guys I'm like oh these some of these parts are starting to make a little bit more sense and I love that because really I want to love every movie I see because 
there is somebody who loves this movie and it, you know, generally is the person who created it. And I want to see it from their eyes, you know? And lastly, the thing that just I didn't understand is James constantly rewatching Gina says that she thinks of other men when they sleep together. And, you know, it seemed like very nonchalant for her to mention this, but it's something that really stuck with him. And I guess it just kind of like fueled his insecurity. Like he just seemed like when she was able to see, he just wasn't the man anymore, you know? And it's like, he really felt that. And then like watching her, I guess made it even worse, but like, why would you torture yourself like that? So yeah, those were my thoughts of the things that I didn't particularly like or didn't understand about the movie, but let's get into the rest of it. The visuals of her blurry vision was really crazy. And I feel like initially, especially this happening to you as a kid would be very overwhelming. And then she's like, they're trying to have a baby. She's trying to regain her sight. She adopted this dog without talking to her husband first. And, you know, I guess some people could just get away with that, but that seems pretty crazy to me. Also, I had a hard time determining when she lost her sight. You know, obviously when they showed the flashback when she was a kid, then I realized that she was a kid when she lost her sight. But the movie seems kind of weird because it seems like she's adjusting to not having her sight, like not wanting to use her cane. And um, the the things that she needed help with just seemed odd for somebody who had been blind for the majority of their life. And then even with James, he kind of like, like that scene where he's watching her struggle and look for him in the club because she can't find him and he's just sitting back and watching her. It's almost like, she was blinded within the last year and he's struggling with, you know, helping her, whatever. But essentially he's known her the entire duration that he's known her. She's been blind. So that is something I just didn't fully get either. So, yeah. And that scene in the club, like, really bothered me. Like, dude, you see her looking for you and freaking out because you're not there and you're just watching it happen. And this is like, I felt in the beginning that they were just not compatible. Like something was really off about their relationship and they didn't really like each other. And it's like, James kind of feeds off that you need me energy, but then also didn't want to be needed. It was weird. And then like Gina is like relying on him in some aspects and isn't able to do the things that she wants to. But it seems weird because like, you know, don't let that stop you, girl. Like you've been dealing with this for so long now. She's finally able to see. Um, at some point in the movie, she gets the surgery she's able to see. And that's when things get even weirder slash worse. They go to the place where they had their honeymoon at. And this is like where I feel like the movie was kind of wanting you to think it was a little bit suspenseful because... James said, this is where we had our honeymoon. And Gina's like, this is not where we had our honeymoon. Um, It's really nice, but this is not the same room. And I thought like maybe it wasn't even the same hotel. Like maybe he was trying to make it seem like they did all these cool things, but they really didn't. But no, it doesn't seem like that. It seems like they really just were in a different room and she was able 
to feel that and he wasn't able to see it. And he was like, you wouldn't know because you were blind. And I'm like, dude, like, what is with you in all of these weird jokes? Not jokes, but like weird comments about her being blind. Like if she was blind the entire time you've been together, you would think you would know not to make comments like that. But, you know, here we are. And I mean, and and it didn't seem like that she accepted it either. It'd be different if she was like, haha, like, you know, she didn't care, but it clearly bothered her as well. So, yeah, I hated that. And you see more of his insecurity when they go see her sister. And Ramon is talking about like, well, now that she can see, maybe she'll find somebody more attractive than you. And, you know, Gina is like, She's seeing things like for the first time and James is already feeling like, oh my goodness, I can't do for you as much as I was doing before. And it's getting to him. And, you know, it's just, it's so crazy how not being able to see made Gina real timid, like real suppressed. And then it's like, like, her her feelings of being outgoing and things were like that were suppressed. But now that she's able to see, she is like getting out there. She's doing things. She's being wild. They're going to peep shows. Like she is trying to see it all. And yeah, it's just, they seem very incompatible. And it sucks that that is a thing that happens. It's almost like when you're watching like My 600 Pound Life and the person who's 600 pounds like like they lose all that weight and their partner leaves them because like you don't need me anymore or like I don't find you attractive anymore like things like that and it just like sucks because they were your person during this time of your life and now that things are easier for you or they're different but they're different in a good way for you now they don't want to be there and you still want them in your life and I'm just like yo, that that has to be hard to deal with because like they're both dealing with the change here. And James has found out that he is basically infertile, like he has a low sperm count. So he most likely will not give her a child. And we all know Gina ends up cheating on him with Daniel from the pool and she gets pregnant with his baby. And it's just like, okay, whoa. And I knew it was going to happen. I was really hoping it wasn't. But yeah, I I felt it coming from the first time she saw him that they were going to sleep together. Um, But yeah, that's crazy. And then like, I just didn't understand it because like James is clearly trying to hold on to this marriage, even though it seems like he doesn't really want to be with her. But he, then he buys the house that she wants. And so I'm just like, I don't understand what y'all are doing here. Why y'all are playing this game when y'all know it's not going to work. And then, you know, obviously she goes back to the doctor and finds out that there's a low grade rejection. And it's because he's been putting water in her steroids. So it's not working. She's hurt. She's going blind again. And she is freaking out in utter despair. And he's still doing it. He's still making it so that she goes blind. And she's getting stuff from the doctor now. So she's regaining her sight and he doesn't know. And I'm just like, this is so intense. 
you find out that James tied the dog Ginger to the fence and um, he's probably who trashed the house and made it seem like they got robbed. And it's just like, yo, like you just really want her to need you. And that is a toxic relationship. It's toxic and y'all are not even doing anything directly to each other. And like, that is what scares me when you have somebody who indirectly is making your life worse because they love you, because they love that part of you that needed them. Like that is, that's torture. And I'm so glad that she knew what was going on. And then the ending is so good. Like we got the song, you got her, like them, her, and I forget what the girl's name is. I think it's Lucy. Her and Lucy are playing at the concert and she seems like she can't see. But then all of a sudden the song changes and she stares James right in the eye. And James has realized, well, he kind of already knew because he found the old steroid bottles in the sink of their apartment. But like now he knows for real she can see. So, yeah, like he knows that she knows that... He was the reason that she couldn't see anymore. And so he runs up out of the joint and gets in the car and he's crying like he's he's lost his girl. And I really think that he probably couldn't imagine his life without her, but he was becoming really uncomfortable with being with her. And he ends up crashing into a car. And I don't know if it was intentional or not intentional, but that's what ends up happening And then the movie fast forwards to when she has the baby and she can see her baby. And it's just like, wow. It was crazy, but it was crazy. But it was so like, it was such a soft movie. That's like the best way for me to describe it. Nothing was like super intense. It wasn't like crazy amounts of yelling. And you could tell like when they were together, they were really trying to make it work. But when they were apart, they were just like, yeah, like... This ain't it. So please let me know your thoughts about the movie. Like I said, I enjoyed it. I'd probably watch it again. But I want to know what you thought, what you enjoyed, what you didn't enjoy. I'll tell you one the other thing I hated. I hated Blake Lively in The Blonde. It's no, 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 no. I was not a fan. And if I was James, I would have told her like, mm, this is going to be an adjustment because I do not like it right off the bat. And it almost seemed like she did something that bold intentionally. But also, like, I can see her not doing it intentionally because she is adjusting to her new world, too. And maybe this is just what she wanted. So everything's not about him. Everything's not about her. And that's just how it is when you're in a relationship. So like I said, let me know your thoughts and I'll talk to y'all tomorrow. Thank you for listening today. I would love to hear your thoughts about the movie. So look for me on Twitter, Instagram, and threads at Chatty Sisters. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, share it and leave a review. Now, you know what I'm going to say. If you don't believe me, then watch it. And if you don't agree, then comment.